Deep inside a tavern inn, a letter has been placed on an old oak table. As you open the seal of a tree aloft in cosmic skies, words pour out. It reads, My dearest friend, if you are reading this, I am not around to explain myself anymore. The people I can trust are exceedingly few, and I will need to rely on people I know I can't. I wish I could explain more, but everything is at some level already compromised. Our storied insight is a heartwarming actual play and blended audio drama, following a flamboyant paladin. Which one looks intimidating but also welcoming? Hunted trickster rabbit. So we're uh, we're sure this guy's not a murderer, right? A penitent warlock. This this is why you burn forests. And a wild card changeling. As a real robot, not a cardboard robot, I feel personal responsibility. As they navigate the mysterious sudden loss of a dear friend. Listen to our storied insight wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the It's All in the Cards podcast, a horror fiction podcast where all questions are welcome, but you may not like the answers. Some material may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. My legs buckle, and I hit the floor on my knees. Leaning against the bed, I can't take my eyes off the screen. The impossible image of Sam tied up, her wrists and legs strapped down to the limbs of the chair. The light is so bright, but doesn't seem bright enough to bring her to yet. Did they drug her? Knock her out physically? I don't see any big gashes or bruises, but they may be hidden. God, if they did anything irreversible to her, I will never forgive myself. It's my fault. Everything is my fault. I'm afraid to even touch the keyboard. Afraid to do anything. Afraid that no matter what I do, it won't help. That nothing I do ever really helps anyone. The caller was right. I'm pathetic. But this isn't going to help Sam. I'm sure this message is only for me, so no one else knows she's in trouble yet. If Roz or Maureen suspected foul play, I'd be the first person they'd turn to for answers. God, they will never forgive me for this. Roz will demand that my nomination be stripped, probably Maureen as well, even though she's been very understanding. They won't understand this as more than me putting the Beckett legacy in danger. No, I can't go to them. Not until I have her back. Not until the crisis is already over. A bubble pops up in the corner of the screen. Someone's written a message. Shit, am I actually in a video call right now? No. No, it's like a chat room. I can see what they want me to see, but I'm not streaming video. I maximize the chat screen. Arlington, room 443. We'll be waiting until dawn. If you don't show by then... Her life will be forfeit. Dead. Dead. Fuck that. It's almost a three-hour drive for me to the Arlington. I may be able to use Domino, but if I take help, that's less likely to be a safe method to go. Domino is limited in how many he can transport, and I'm sure after Domino coming to my rescue last time, Richard's practitioner will most likely have a way to keep him from transporting like he did before. Who can help? Who should I bring into this? Rachel comes to mind. I can trust her to help. But what if she gets hurt, or worse, killed, trying to help me save Sam? I can't live with that on me either. I can't let another innocent life be snuffed out because of me. I can help you, Jade. 
All you have to do is break the seal. The two-faced man's voice tickles against my ear. I ignore him for now. First things first, I gotta get up on my fucking feet and make a plan. It's all in the cards. Season 2 finale. The Ten of Swords. I have the option to message back, so I do. If they want me at the Arlington, I know who this is. I've made enemies, but only one in Hot Springs is this fresh and stupid enough to do this. So I may be able to negotiate a little with them. Is Harry picking me up this time? They type back. Aw, do you miss me? A surge of rage shoots through my chest. That bastard. Yeah, I knew he was a damn mob thug, but for some reason, I thought he was above these petty games for his boss. Why don't you come knock on my door and find out? He types back. Ah, sorry to disappoint, but I'm not there this time. I didn't want to be the messenger that got killed. None of us did, actually. So here we are. Though I didn't think it would be this late in the evening for you to find this, you have the time to make it if you hurry. Oh, I'm coming, Harry. You better be at that door when I do. I raise my fingers to the top of the screen, ready to slam the laptop shut. But movement on the screen stops me. Oh, God. She's waking up. Now I wish I was streaming video as well. I wish I could let her know I'm coming, that nothing bad is going to happen. I'm coming. God and goddess, let me be enough. Please, let me be enough. Tell her I'm coming, Harry. It's the least you can do for me. And what happens when you don't show up, Jade? Shit. Shit, shit, shit. I hold Harry a bit higher in regard than before. He's given me a more subtle message. Richard doesn't want me to walk out of there. Either he plans to enslave me or just kill me. If he means to keep me, then he probably won't ever let Sam go either, to continue to use her against me. Thanks for that vote of confidence, Harry. I'm coming, and I'm walking out of there with her. Harry sends his last message just as Sam's eyes flutter open. Best of luck, Jade. I slam the screen down, too much of a coward to watch her awake. No, not a coward. I won't cower to them. No more wallowing. If all I'm good at is death and blood, then death as blood is what I will show them. I rush down to my reading room and grab every defensive and offensive object I have, I have to stop and pause to determine if a few are really worth using right now, because some are meant for slower use. I don't expect I'll be given a lot of time to set anything up around the perimeter, especially without help. Shit. Gotta think. You know you can't drag anyone else into this, Jade. Not anyone you care about. Shut up. I don't need help from the likes of you. But I can offer you a very sweet deal, Jade. It won't even cost you much. You think after I've held you here for a year, I'm about to just let you go? Shut up, let me do this, and I'll take care of you when I get back. How, Jade? You still haven't figured out my name yet. If I don't figure out your name by that time, I'm just asking for the Coven's help. They're strong enough now that together, we can exercise you without it. But then you have to air out your dirty laundry. And those who hate you will use it against you and strip you of your nomination. 
Jade, we can avoid all of that. How about you let me help you, and in return I ask only one thing. It is not that you release me, and it is not something that will affect anyone you care about. That stops me. Is this what he's been playing at this whole time? Why he's continued to torture me? Try to wear me down to be the puppet he wants me to be? My curiosity gets the better of me. What kind of help can you offer, and what do you want in return? I can lend you my minion to escort you on this quest. They will be most helpful to make sure you and Sam get out safe and sound. But I would like to offer something else, if indeed you need their protection. I need you to break I'm the- I'm not breaking- ah, ah, let me finish. If you wait to break this seal until you're in the thick of it, with my minion there, we can shield you from his eyes. He will not have to know that you've broken any seal. By the time you've raised the pitiful fools who've crossed you, my minion and I can close the seal back in return for the thing I want. I sit with that information as I decide on what to take. He has to be playing at something bigger than me. I'm just a pawn, cannon fodder. But if I go this alone, I'm going to be outnumbered and possibly outmagicked depending on what his magic worker has learned or already knows. He may have also found more magic workers before making this move on me. I'm still trying to decide if Richard would be more prone to take me out for bruising his ego or to put me on his payroll by force to do his bidding. Depending on that answer will depend on how this night plays out. I've got to be prepared for both. That's an awful lot of help for me. What one thing could I possibly give you in return that would be worth that? First of all, you act as if I'd even have to flex to lend you that much help. Really, Jade, it's no inconvenience. Especially not for what I want. You don't have to decide now, but you have to give me your word that you will at least take my minion with you. I don't want them left behind and you wishing you had taken them. Bullshit. He just wants it to be a constant temptation. But honestly, he's right. I don't want to endanger any innocent lives, and he and his minion are far from the innocent. Do you really have the power to hide me from the devil? I wouldn't offer if I didn't. He is the king of lies. I am not. Another hint as to who he is. I guess if he's willing to give me his name, he's not bothered by dropping a few hints now. So let me get this straight. Your minion goes with me, I assume unseen. And if I get in over my head, I break the seal. You and your minion not only shield me from the devil's gaze, but also help me kill my enemies? Offer one thing in return that you have yet to tell me what it is. Your word you will take my minion, and I will tell you what I want. That depends on your minion and how inconspicuous they can be. I mean, they've been hiding beneath your feet all this time. So, I'd say pretty inconspicuous. Persephone draws my attention. I don't think much of her until her fur begins to ripple and her green eye glows. It's the first time I've sensed anything other than a normal cat energy from her. Son of a bitch. You little deceiver. I let you sleep on my bed. You can't be mad at that face, Jade. I've been hiding what she really is from you. Why wouldn't you just use her to get free? Jade, if I wanted free, I could have gotten free. It's been fun tormenting you, but like I said, you have something I want. And you've just been biding your time until an opportunity arose. When you have eternity, a few months in a basement is a blink of an eye. Damn him. This whole time, I've thought it was my wards holding him in place. He's been making Steven suffer in this form, and for what? Whatever I have that he wants? I'll agree to bring your minion if you also agree to let Steven go. 
If you're telling the truth and he's dead, you can at least release his soul to go where it should. Okay, Jade. Your word that you will take my minion with you. I tell you what I want, and once you've given me what I want, I will release Steven. That's not- That's as good as a deal as you're getting from me, Jade. You have what I want, but like I said, I have eternity. Am I really considering this? I've gone 16 years without even thinking about breaking the seal. Those first two years were the hardest, with only the duality of Aunt Beatty's righteous anger and calm wisdom keeping me from temptation. It stopped being a temptation, and instead just a scar. The mark of the darkness I let myself fall into when I lost my mother. But for Sam, it's not a temptation. It's a fail-safe. I'll damn myself a thousand times over if it means she's safe. Persephone, you ready? My word, I'm taking Persephone. Now what do you want? I want the fool, Jade. I know you don't have the rest of the deck anymore, but I know you kept him. The fool? I should have known. God damn it. I didn't even think about what other forces that damn card would attract if I kept it. My wards can contain it, but I should have known I couldn't mask its presence. That others would want it. I pray to God and Goddess out of habit, thankful that Charles came and stole the rest of the deck. Only two demons created that deck. Have I kept one of the presidents of hell chained in my basement all this time? I've known for a while he's not a lowly soldier demon, but to have a president in my midst. No wonder I've been miserable. I see now why you've waited until the last moment to tell me what you wanted. It could be a juicy hint, or it could mean nothing at all. But honestly, at this point, you knowing my name is Moot. So he could be Marvis or Nafula. Or he could be just another upper level trying to do something with the deck. But it's hard to believe in coincidences after all I've seen. If that's all you wanted, then why haven't you just taken it yet? Two reasons. I know it's here, but not exactly where. And even if I did know its precise location, you would still need to hand it to me. The ownership of a singular card does not transfer by stealing it. Unless I was to kill you, of course. But I become so fond of our time together, I don't think I'm willing to do that yet. There's no more time to waste. Either I'm doing this or not. I already agreed to take the cat. I might as well do it all. I stomped to the reading room and closed the door behind me. If I'm going to have a second to think without the damn demon in my head, it would be now. He knew the fool was here, but didn't know where. Which means the wards around my reading room are still shielding to some extent. I try to think as I grab the fool card of the Deck of the Eternals from the box hidden in the closet. I still don't dare touch it barehanded. I lift it by the silk handkerchief lining the box and fold it neatly in my pocket. <gasps> I gasp, startled by the other cat perched atop my bookshelf. Shazam, I think Sam called him. God, of course once one cat showed up, the pest would use it as a way to weasel in his minion in disguise. But then again, I'm not actually sure which one showed up first. Hmm. On the off chance I'm right, I gotta work quickly. I grab the pen and paper from the side table and scribble my note. I roll it up and then grab Shazam. He doesn't protest as I pull him gently from the bookshelf. I tuck the note into his collar and pet him. Hold on to that for me, would you? Someone will come for you soon enough. I put him back on the shelf where he seemed most content. He makes a few circles before flopping down and snuggling against the wall. I leave him purring behind me. Opening the reading door, I stare at the basement. If, and only if, I break the seal and use your minion to get me out of there, you get the card and release Steven. That's the deal. I'll be waiting.
with Persephone as my eyes and ears. Do hurry, Jade, or else you won't have time to save her. I'm walking out the door with Persephone under my arm as he finishes his speech. It's done. I'm doing this. I'm driving to the Arlington Hotel in Hot Springs by myself with just a demon's minion and all the magic and magical objects I can carry. I've got three hours to think of a good plan that doesn't involve actually invoking this deal, but something in the pit of my stomach is already preparing me for the worst. If I was willing to take help, it wouldn't have to be this way. If I was willing to face Roz and Maureen with the truth, a truth that they will most likely stumble upon soon anyways, and call upon the gate of the coven, we could do this without breaking the seal. But any chance of belonging with them would be gone. Any chance of Roz and Maureen finally seeing me as an asset and not a liability would be gone. But I do have a plan C in place, and I think for once, things might go my way. I have to succeed one way or another. I have to save Sam before they realize she's gone, or at least have her in tow once they do. The Arlington Hotel is still just as grand from the outside as I remember it being. I've never actually stepped foot in it, always just walked by it with my Aunt Beatty or Roz and Rachel when we would make a day trip to downtown Hot Springs. The Arlington has had its share of visits from celebrities in its day. Al Capone was one of the frequenters. They even named a room after him, his favorite room to stay in, though it's said he would rent the whole floor for his staff. I bet my life that Richard has set up camp on that same floor. Huh. I guess I'm here betting my life either way. As I sling my bag of objects over my shoulder, I glance at Persephone. She's kept her stride with mine and hasn't made a peep since we got out of the car. I wonder if she's stealing herself for the fight as well or if she's looking forward to it. Best case scenario, I walk out of here with Sam and with an understanding from Richard that he doesn't fuck with me anymore. Worst case scenario, I still walk out with Sam, but everyone else is dead. I don't like leaving such a big mess behind, but maybe it will serve as a message to anyone else thinking they can use me. Once we're inside, find Sam, please. It's the least you can do after lying to me for so long. Persephone gives me her best resting bitch face and just purrs. Guess I'll see if we can count on her or not. As we walk up the concrete steps, I see Harry standing by the entrance with two lackeys. He's in another high-end suit, tailor-made to fit him just right. But eye candy does nothing for me if I can't trust it. I'm so happy to see you've made it in time, Jade. We did not anticipate you getting our message so late. Would you have extended the time for me if I had a later night? I always argue the side of logic and fairness to my employer whenever I can. Pretty words, Harry. But I'll see how far your logic and fairness goes. That you will, Jade. That you will. I'm afraid we must check you for weapons, mundane and magical. I let my duffel bag fall off my shoulder and fling it towards the ground in front of me. Happy hunting, boys. Though, if anyone is patting me down, it's Harry. I should warn you not to touch anything with your bare hands. Are you telling us you've come with a magical arsenal? I see you've brought a familiar with you. I don't correct him on Persephone's tie to me. Persephone would not let me leave without her, so what's in the bag depends on Richard's intentions for me. I came prepared to bring Sam home safely. I don't know exactly what your employer has in mind for me, so I brought what objects I thought may be of use. I did not want to have to return home to grab something I would need, including my familiar that can boost my magic when required. Wise woman. I will have my associates here check for mundane weapons first, but then Richard's lapdog will need to check the magical ones. The cat can come out of the cold and into the hotel, but uh, not in the room with us. That's fair. So that means one of you can tote the bag for me up to the room, right? That thing was getting heavy. 
Ethan. The lackey on Harry's left steps forward and retrieves the bag. He's younger than Harry, and bigger, but from the vacant stare in his eyes, he may be stupid. Or at least, easily influenced. I've got to see what I have to work with inside, find out exactly what Richard wants from me, and play my hand from there. Will your familiar allow us to pick it up and hold it? Persephone, play nice for now. The other lackey slowly approaches Persephone with a smile on his face. He starts petting her once he sees she won't bite and tucks her neatly into his arms. He must be a cat lover. I almost feel sorry for him. Inside the Arlington, there is a design struggle, a tug and pull between keeping the history of the place and updating it with modern times. An interior designer might say it's a genius or gauche, I'm not sure which, but the thought of that struggle makes me think of my own. Holding on to the past, to my mother, but also seeing my future in Sam. We make it into this rickety old elevator. Damn thing had to be the original elevator when the place was built. Harry steps in first, then waits for me to follow. Once I'm in, Ethan and the other lackey file in. Shit is tight. Most elevators are already on the too small for comfort side, but this one is even smaller, with three pairs of broad shoulders fulfilling it. Guys, I know we are cramped in here, but I need some space. Is this a bad time to pat you down? Very. Just breathe, Jade. We aren't going far. The elevator comes to a hard stop and I feign falling into Ethan. As my hands brace on his chest, I push my energy into him. It's not threatening, so I'm hoping whatever charm he has on him to protect from my magic won't catch it. I throw lust into him. A man is more likely to hesitate to kill someone he wants to have sex with. Sad, but true. And you best believe I'll use that to my advantage as much as possible. I do the sexy, slow-motion look up to Ethan before I back off of him. Either my energy worked or he's naturally attracted to me, because I have his attention now. His gaze is heated where it was vacant before. Stupid still runs on base instincts. Good. Harry helps me off of Ethan and doesn't let go of my arm. It's not a bruising squeeze, but it's firm enough that he doesn't plan on letting me go anytime soon. Now, Jade, no seducing the help. Why? Because that's your territory? I know I have no chance with you after this, at least not anytime soon, so let's cut the play and get there before Richard decides to stop waiting. Harry leads me down the soft-lit hallway, where a few more lackeys join us. My, my. Do I warrant such muscle to be on standby, or is this how he usually travels? I guess I don't have a good gauge on Richard's day-to-day since the last time I saw him, I was in his office with no clue how many I passed on the way there. Outside of room 443, Harry nudges me against the wall. I'm afraid I can delay the pat-down no more. Are you okay now? As okay as I'm going to be, Harry. Just do it. Harry doesn't take his time like I thought he would. He pats me quickly, but thoroughly. Maybe he wants to be done with this business as much as I do. For the record, I spoke out against this plan. But between you landing his daughter in jail and then refusing him last time, he can't seem to let you go. He's usually more level-headed than this. When family and your pride is involved, many don't stay level-headed. That, or he knows something more about you that makes you worth all this trouble. I say nothing in response to that. He's done checking me for weapons, and I want to get into the room as soon as possible. Besides, the night is looking up. He didn't find my knives. That, or he doesn't think they're lethal enough to remove from me. Not sure that last is a comforting thought. Harry nods at Ethan, and he opens the door to room 443. Ethan enters, but Harry waits for me to go in. 
The lackey holding Persephone takes up duty at the door, still petting her. I take two steps in, and my rage overtakes me as I lay eyes on the scene before me. Sam is still tied to a chair, her head drooped over to one side, hair matted with sweat clinging to her forehead. A gag keeps her from shutting her mouth or making any noise. This is worse than what was on the video. A million times worse. My power flares with my anger, not directed at any one person, but Ethan, Harry, and the unnamed lackey are very close to me. Whatever wards they have in place protect them from the full blunt of my explosion of power, but the force of it still throws them away from me, into the walls and floor. Guns immediately aim at me from all corners of the room. I don't even notice Richard seated at the table by the window until he begins chuckling. <laughs> Calm down, boys. I don't think she meant any harm. She's just startled by the sight of her hired hand. Aren't you, Jade? It takes two swallows and a deep breath before I can collect myself. I'm sure you understand how upsetting finding her like this is. Was it really necessary? In my line of work, I find it best to get to the point as soon as possible, with no room for misinterpretation. Then let's get to it. How do I get her out of this? He smiles, but he's not full of himself. He's smart enough to be wary of me, and likely has an escape plan if things turn south. I wonder what contingencies he has in place for when that happens. I still need you for that job I inquired about last time we spoke. I'm afraid I can't take no for an answer, as every other possible peaceful solution is gone. I really don't want to shed blood excessively over this matter, and it will indeed spill more than just my people's blood. It will spill out into the streets and affect everyone. Sounds like you're on the brink of a war with another dawn. How noble of you to try to save lives. I don't like hurting people, Jade. I really don't. My business usually does not require it until someone steps out of line. Like I said, I make my points quick and clear. Then why did you hurt Sam? He raises his hands in surrender. I haven't touched her. We had to gag her because she wouldn't stop screaming, even after Harry delivered the message to her that you were coming. See for yourself. He doesn't have to tell me twice. I make a beeline to Sam, but then stop myself. Where's his practitioner? I'm going to use my magic to sense her wounds. I am not trying to attack anyone. I'm sure the moment I do, we're both dead. Astute woman. Go ahead. I release my magic into the room, but I'm not just trying to get a feel for Sam's wounds. Less than three feet in front of me, between me and Sam, I feel it. They've set her inside a circle of magic. I assume a trapping spell of some sort, similar to what I have for trapping demons in my reading room. It's stopping me from sensing Sam's energy. At least something is stopping me from sensing her. I gotta think about my next move here. Please untie her. Once she sees I'm here, she'll behave. Richard thinks about this for a moment, but then nods. Ethan and the other lackey move forward and start untying her, and then remove the gag. Ethan's eyes are on me as he works, the heat of his gaze as intense as it was on the elevator. If Richard was to keep me, I'm sure Ethan would ask for at least an hour with me to do what he wanted. I'm sure Ethan would become yet another threat to me for Richard to use. I will not be helpless to anyone. Never again. Ethan and the other lackey move freely away from her, out of the bounds of the circle. She stares awake once her limbs are free. Her eyes flutter as she comes to, and once she sees me, the relief washes over her whole body. <sighs> I'm here to take you home, Sam. Everything will be alright. Not a scratch on her, right? Something still feels off, but I'm not sure what yet. 
and I don't know if he's going to give me the time to find out. He may be testing me, or he may think he and his practitioner can get one over on me before I realize it. And then I sense it. These sons of bitches. I hold my hands out to Sam, willing her to come to me. Come on, Sam. It's all right. She hesitates for a split second, but then starts moving towards me, still looking relieved and thankful, ready to collapse. I catch her with one arm, and I know beyond a doubt I'm right, and that they never intended for either of us to ever leave. I make eye contact with Richard as I twist the knife into her body and then pull it out quickly, purposefully wanting the blood all over the place. The body thuds into the floor in front of me, the lackeys too stunned to know what to do. I don't advance on anyone else. I hold up both hands, my knife hand red from the spurt of blood as I pulled the blade out. You should have known from last time that this wouldn't work. Richard looks to his fallen practitioner on the floor, his shape slowly changing from looking like Sam back to his natural form. What gave him away? The circle, the fact that I couldn't sense Sam's energy, the fact she didn't come running to me immediately, or that she said nothing once she could. Take your pick. Your shapeshifter here can't do the voice, right? Richard stands from the table. Astute, and too smart for your own good. Now I really can't let you leave. That was never your plan anyways, was it? The girl could have left. I have something else to hold over you now to keep you in my services. The last thing I need is cops snooping about because of a missing teenager. Kidnapping isn't usually in my wheelhouse, but you didn't have much else I could leverage against you quickly. She's still in the white room, isn't she? Richard picks up a remote on the table in front of him and pushes a button. The TV screen against the opposite wall comes to life. Sam is still a bleak contrast against the whiteness of the room. She is. But for this, you both stay. I'll find some use for her. And you will take up the vacancy you just created. Do it. Looking closer at the TV, I see Sam isn't the only one in the room now. Do it. Persephone. Her white fur practically unnoticeable against the white of the room is there in the corner, only her blue and green eyes giving her away. Do it. When I thrust my power out in rage, they must not have cared when she ran off. They're gonna care now. This is it. I have no choice. I stare at Richard, throwing as much malice as I can into that one look. I use the blade to cut the seal on my side open. I don't think so. Do it! Fractum. The power in the whole building goes out. How do I know it's not just this room? Because all of that energy is flowing into me. That's the thing about the devil no one thinks about. Since he has fallen, most of his power is no longer otherworldly, divine-like. He draws a lot on the energy and power of our world and uses it against us to break us down, whether it be through our desires, greeds, despairs, or hopelessness. He uses our own power against us. His evil is our evil. His rage, our rage. Poor Richard. He has no clue what he's brought upon himself. Richard's muscle came prepared, or maybe it's how they always roll. But there are flashlights on the barrels of their guns. I squint as the lights beam bright in my face. Keeping my hands up, still looking harmless, I smile at Richard. The streetlight floods Richard's face in the darkness, and I see, for the first time, real fear in his eyes. With this power unleashed, feeding off of them as a whole other animal. 
When I feed, I don't just feed to myself. I feed to him. Wait, should I not feed? Two-Faced Man can shield me from his eyes, but does that hold true if I feed? I better be careful here. What's going on out there? Someone answer me! Oh, it's the bloody cat, isn't it? Here, kitty, kitty. Richard pulls a gun from inside his jacket and shoots me. No hesitation. It takes me a minute to realize he's done it. For a moment, I feel the blood dripping between my breasts, that warm, pulsing feeling as if my life force is emptying out the front of me. But I take a breath and gather that energy, gather my life back into my body, and push the bullet out with my power. It knocks helplessly on the floor. I have seconds to make this work. The electricity flickers on and off as my power ebbs and flows throughout the building. Every living soul in the building I can see through my magic, like a wave of sonar. Their life hits like a resonance, a disruption in the flow of my energy. I know exactly where Sam and Persephone are. Holy shit, is Persephone frightening in her true form. Or at least the monstrous form she's able to manifest in this plane. She's snuffing out what I hope is only the lackeys that get in the way. I want to meet them in the lobby and get the hell out of here. I don't want Sam to see what has to happen, though Persephone isn't doing much to shield her from it. My magic breaks the protection spells the lackeys are wearing, and I'm inside them. Inside their heads. Their hearts. Their hearts beat and flutter in the palm of my hands as if I've reached into their chests and hold their life force in the balance. And I do. I just don't have to get that messy. Die. I squeeze both of my hands shut, snuffing out the life of the muscle. That leaves Harry, Richard, and the already dying practitioner with hearts still beating in this room. Oh, and me, of course. I step toward Richard. He continues to fire into me until he clicks empty. I push him across the floor back into his seat at the table, holding him there with my magic. Your men are dead. All of them in the building. They just don't know it yet. Or maybe they know and it just hasn't happened yet. Persephone isn't being quiet about her work, now is she? But she won't leave a trace other than the screams. All right, Jade, you win. Call this off, I'll leave you alone. I wish I could believe you, Richard, I really do. If you hadn't arranged this tete-a-tete tonight, I would have left you and yours alone. But you took someone that I care about. There's nothing to stop you from taking more unless I end you right now. Don't worry, I'll let your daughter rot in prison. I won't touch the others, unless they're foolish enough to come after me as well. He sees the resolve in my eyes, that there is nothing saving him from this fate now. Before he can utter a word, I squeeze my hand shut again, slowly, ever so slowly. Because this time, it's not his heart I'm squeezing down on. It's his head. Oh, sounds like the practitioner is dead now too. That just leaves Harry. I turn and see him frozen, but not in fear. Huh. He has really good control of himself. He can't do anything about his heartbeat, but he's careful to make no sudden moves and continues to assess the safest way out of this, if possible, for him. Hi, Harry. Jade, what's the plan from here? I'm adopting Richard's method of making my point quick and clear. You will be my messenger. He visibly relaxes a little at this. 
Not that I don't want to live, but I think your message is fairly clear. Why are you keeping me alive? I stare into his eyes and drink deep on his desires, swishing him around in my mouth like tasting a new wine. Desire. I try not to feed on it because once you start, you don't want to stop. I usually drink down the bitterness of greed, grief, anger, or just their whole life force. But desire unfiltered and unmuddied by the other energies is... divine. He desires a better life, but knows once he was in this one, there was no way out. I guess that's punishment enough for him. Or maybe, just maybe, he will take this as his chance to get out. Who's to say? How could I end such an honorable man? Tell the next dawn who did this. Tell all of your lackeys for what good it'll do. Tell them I want no part of this world. I have no stake in this game. I just want to be left alone. My pleasure, Jade. Goodbye. I lift my duffel bag back onto my shoulder. Goodbye, Harry. With the blink of the electricity, I cast myself out of the room. There is blood splattered near the door, but no bodies. I'm glad Persephone cleans up after herself, but she's got to do better than this. A few lackeys make their way from the stairs and into the hallway. I end them the same way I end the others. For just a squeeze of my hand. I don't dive into their minds. I don't want to know who I'm killing. I don't want to think about their families. All I can think about is Sam and the message I have to make clear to this underground world. I take the elevator this time, the newer one with more room in it. Its doors open and reveal a couple, giggling and pressed close as if they were doing something more intimate than holding hands before the doors open. I smile at them as I step in, but their giggling stops as soon as I enter. I see myself in the mirrored wall behind them and know why. There's holes all in my shirt and a few blood stains from the bullets and cutting the seal open. Oh, and I can't forget my eyes. My irises have swallowed my sclera until all that's looking out is blackness. But I mustn't frighten the couple. Costume party. They smile and nod as if going along with it, but don't believe it. I guess I can't blame them. I let them out first at the lobby, just in case more lackeys are waiting for me. Don't want the innocent couple torn up in the firefight. They step off and I give them a few steps before I follow. The lobby looks untouched by violence. Except for one blood-stained handprint on a pillar. Jade? I've never been so relieved to hear her voice. I turn to the direction of the sound and start running until I see her at the front door. She runs to meet me halfway, and I hold her so tightly. But we don't have time for this right now. Let's get out of here. Jade, what happened to your eyes? Not now. Get out of here first, then we can talk on the way home. Where's Persephone? <coughs> Persephone darts around the corner and stops in front of us. There's the smallest trace of blood around the edges of her mouth, and that's the only sign from her that anything is amiss. Jade, did you know she's a demon in disguise? I didn't know before tonight, but she's here to help. At least for now. Let's go. We walk out of the Arlington together. As we walk, I dig into my pocket for the first step in resealing my devil's magic. Holy water. Even if God has stopped helping me, the holy object blessed by believers should still work. I pull the stopper out with my teeth and raise my shirt with my free hand. This is my first look at the wound since I've opened it. It's oozing not just blood, but the black goo that's a sign of his touch. I douse the wound in holy water. Ah! 
crying out as it burns like acid and eats away at what's there. My vision blurs and my energy is immediately zapped, but I keep moving. It's a quick but oh so painful road to sealing it back up. Last time I had Aunt Beatty's help. This time, I've got to be enough to do it. My car is in sight, but before we get too close, Persephone stops in front of me and Sam. I know what she wants. Through the searing pain, I feel the fool card grow warm in my pocket. We kept our end of the bargain, Jade. Now it's time for you to uphold yours. Please let me not be damning the world by doing this. I reach into my pocket and pull the card out, still neatly folded up in the silk handkerchief. With every fiber of my being telling me not to do this, I raise my arm towards Persephone to hand it over. I move slow, deliberately not going all the way to her. She has to come to me the rest of the way if she wants to grab it. First, release Stephen. Persephone stops moving. The demon sighs in my head. Oh, Jade, don't you see? There is no Stephen. What? Really, Jade, I thought you would have figured it out by now. There is no Stephen. There was no husband for him to kill. Stephen never existed. That's the last hint as to who he is. Stephen is just your human form. You can walk in this plane with a human body. That's right. All this time, you've been tormenting me and making me think there was someone to save. Knowledge is the name, but torment is the game. I take a deep breath and still myself for what I'm about to do. I only wish I hadn't doused my broken seal in holy water yet. I jerk the card away from Persephone and back into my pocket. No Stephen, then no deal. Marbus. Jade, don't do this. Even from here, with just his name and titles, I can hold dominion over him. But he won't be that easy to send back to hell, especially with Persephone in front of me. As soon as I say his name, she starts changing. Her fur ripples as she growls a warning at me to stop what I'm doing. Her body grows larger and longer. Her fur falls away to a singed, putrid flesh. A mane of... Holy shit. A mane of intestines. Her green glowing eye burns bright as the other melts away to an empty socket. Marbus, President of Hell, Ruler of 36 Legions, the Great Lion, Giver of Knowledge and Wisdom, you make no move until I command it of you. Persephone stalks towards me. I have mere seconds. I hand Sam my car keys. Sam, as soon as she takes me, you run to the car and don't look back. No arguing, just do it. The great, terrible lion before me crouches low, preparing to pounce. You won't get the final words out of your mouth before Persephone kills you! Last chance, Jade! Sam grabs my hand and seals our fate. In the name of Christ, we send you- Sam, no! <laughs> Persephone's airborne. I push Sam out of her way, preparing for her claws and teeth to tear into me. But before she can reach me, a massive black blur slams into her and they both go careening into the street. Their caterwauling continues and it takes a moment for my eyes to adjust. But another great cat, skinless, with no mane, just raw muscle dripping with some sort of black ooze, squares off against Persephone. But the eyes, I've seen those eyes before. Shazam! Just as I suspected, Shazam is another Hellcat, though obviously his allegiance lies elsewhere. So if Shazam is here, then...
Harry. Harry leans against the car, staring at us. Only I know he isn't Harry. It's not Harry's eyes staring at me. No, these eyes hold nothing but the burning pits of hell. Phenomenal, Jade. Absolutely phenomenal. I honestly wasn't sure you had it in you anymore. I mean, I knew it was in you, but the will, the desire to do it, I was afraid it had finally tapered off. I should have known you'd take on a pretty face to get to me. Have you been Harry this whole time, or just the last few minutes? Oh, I just grabbed the last chap you left alive out of the skirmish, though I knew something would be popping off soon. But you knew I would know, didn't you? You sent the message with my little minion. Jade, what did you do? I made a plan C. Shazam finally runs Persephone off down the street and around the corner. He saunters back over to Harry, morphing back into the young cat that's been lurking about my shop. He hops up onto the hood of my car and proceeds to lick himself. What's your plan now, Jade? You know he's going to just enslave you again since you broke the seal. I ignore him and face the devil in front of me. I sent that message for a reason. One of your presidents is making a play for your seat. I knew someone had been naughty, I just wasn't sure who. Shazam here has been trying to find out. Yes. In return for you continuing to leave me alone, I'll tell you which one and where they are. Come now, Jade. I knew the moment he tried to conceal you from me. The devil stretches his hand out, and with the sound of thunder, Marvis appears, caught with the devil's hand around his throat. Marvis doesn't squirm. He just holds onto the devil's wrists. Is this really necessary? For yet another attempt to overthrow my power? Yes. For someone who knows all truths, you continue to fight against them. Truths are not static facts that cannot be undone. Truths can change. The ground rumbles, and a nearby pothole opens up into a larger sinkhole. It glows orange with hellfire beneath it. I command you back to your animal form until you decide to act like the president I need. Marvis begins to change form in the devil's grip, but as he does, the devil drops him into the pit he's opened. And just as quickly as it opened, it's closed again. Nothing more than a small pothole. I do owe you thanks, Jade. You did not have to send me the message. You could have stuck with whatever deal Marbas made with you. I'd rather stick to the devil I know than the devil I don't. Besides, I needed you to owe me one. <laughs> so sure of yourself even now. Okay, Jade. You reseal the power I've given you. Let it fester inside of you until you just can't stand it anymore. You broke it to save one life, you'll do it again. And when you do, you'll be mine. Harry drops to the ground unconscious, as the devil leaves with his minion. I almost want to check on Harry, but at this point, I don't care. I'm beyond caring about anything other than getting home. The devil left with his minions, and I am still free. The morning's looking up. Sam has so many questions for me on the drive back to Fort Smith. We both also turn on our phones to a million messages and missed calls. Should we tell Roz and Maureen the truth? I guess Sam and I still have a couple of hours to decide that. Marbus is gone, but we'll be back. The devil is always lurking, waiting for me to mess up again and invoke his powers. I'm done being this helpless and needing the use of demonic powers. Does that mean I'm ready to accept the Coven's help? Not at all. But I'll get there. And when I do, 
nothing will be able to touch me again. This season two finale of It's All in Cards podcast was written by Ashley McNally, featuring the voice talents of Ashley McNally, Scott Thomas, David Alt, Graham Rowett, and Nicole Goodnight. Theme music produced by The Arsonist and performed by Veronica Stonebreaker. Already dreading the wait until season three? Don't worry. We'll have some in-between season releases for you this summer. There will be even more bonus content released for Patreon subscribers, including the continuing series, The Deck of the Eternals. Subscribe and don't miss out link in the show notes. It's All in the Cards podcast is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.